Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I've reached out to Hilary Sukanos for, I don't know, we're going to call this maybe life after Lido because I've been checking everybody's Instagram and Facebook. I honestly adore the cast of Premier Bay after doing all these interviews, seeing the show three times, twice, no, four times last year. <laughs> I guess that twice each time. And I know there's a lot of the older generation that really grieved with you and it brought up all of our love of everything Bluebell. And so I just feel like it connected us in a, in a way around grieving and hope, but also to make us appreciate what we really were part of, that we can't just count on you guys to just carry this torch forever. It's like we all had to grieve that this is, who knows, maybe not totally the end of the bluebells, but maybe it's just a little, who knows? It feels it like it. Right <laughs> it is right now. And, it, and the grief is, is real. So you, of course, are someone I wanted to reach out to because I have talked to you. I think we've done two interviews on the podcast. We've done a follow-up. We've done Cabaret Diversity Network. We've done Josephine Baker. And then I get to hang out with you. And you've taught, wait, well, we've done Tea Time. <laughs> and you've taught for the, oh my gosh, you've done so much. Heels from Paris. And then when I was in Paris, got to hang out with you and go see um, Paradis Laton. It was, and this you on stage and not just interview you and see you on the flat screen, but see you doing what you do so magically. So I'm really grateful you said yes. And I just know that words may not be super succinct right now because it's so much to absorb that you were in this fantastic job in this most beautiful, iconic theater. And then to be not. <laughs> so yeah. I first, just a check in, like what? Even the process of when I talked to you, everybody knew it was closing. The last time I was there in July, we knew the date, but still, I don't know how much could actually be processed when you're going through it and how much has to have some time to settle to really feel it. Yeah, uh, it's been quite an intense chapter, closing the Lido and then beginning the life after Lido. I can say I've, through your work and... I've really felt the support of all the, the legacy of dancers who've gone through there, who've reached out and who came to the show. Yeah. The last, the final three shows were something I'll always remember. The energy, the audience wouldn't let us leave. They were crying and shouting. And there was so much love and energy. It should put to shame the people who had the idea to close it. There was it was a it was a great moment and I think a testimony to the impact and the adoration that this theater and the concept of this show this very aesthetic show waning in popularity and then exploding in popularity uh, since Miss Bluebell's founding right in the thirties and then in the forties at the Lido so how's life been. <laughs> the closing I directly went on vacation to forget everything and to just escape and detach I went surfing and had a great time and I was writing um, an article for Reader's Digest on what topic but of course 
cabaret and showgirls I first submitted to this editor an article all about the bluebells to be honest that's really (laughs) that's great but we need to like broaden it to more of a history of British cabaret so I kind of created a hybrid monster um article but in the end I really focused again on the bluebells and she let me get away with it because I just felt that the readership of Reader's Digest who are above the age of 50 and have so much connection to the heyday of Lido and and this time period would appreciate all these it was about British women kind of going out interviewed some and you recommended me who to interview just some fabulous women and so I was it was a pleasure to talk to them and so yeah, my writing career is 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 galloping off, and hopefully that will continue to grow. And um, maybe I'll start expanding on more subjects other than being a Lido showgirl. But it's been such a huge part of my identity, and maybe I'm kind of grieving. I've had some conversations with my colleagues, like, you know, how much was did I become a part of Lido, or it become a part of me? Was it a phase? Who am I going to be after? Will I leave the whole cabaret world? Will I stay and work in this corner of the industry? These are kind of questions I don't know the answer to, but I'm finding myself still identifying with this wonderful life I've, I've had, you know, through the Lido and this community I've made with like-minded women and men and entertainers. It's all just kind of been fabulous. Well, you're from, you're now, in, we're in the same time zone. <laughs> you're just one state down from me. But you you really did set up your life in Paris. So it's not just, I mean, not, not just a job. The Lido is the pinnacle for so many people. When you get there, where else do you go? I would feel it'd be hard to do a lesser, not, I don't want to rate them, but kind of I do. No, that's but a, also that's, there's no yeah. So you've gone to the top. Where can you go? There's people flooding and maybe to the Moulin Rouge or um, for myself. I've had an unexpected solo career, I'll start calling it. I've done a few gigs. I've been invited just to do a few gigs. And I found myself, I didn't ask, I placed as the lead or guest dancer or the solo um, performer. And it's quite a compliment. I've always kind of wanted a solo career. And I didn't even think of it that it would happen. But I suppose it's natural for many, especially some of the huge talents, you know, that that came out of that theater so I feel it's quite fun to to be asked and you know windows are opening opportunities are coming I didn't realize you know I I am kind of sought out and I guess well that shouldn't be a surprise coming from the career the unique you know career that we've had um, that people are kind of oh they're on the market now can you be placed here or there and as overwhelmed as I am you know it's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I have so- a question. What was your solo? What what I saw fans involved. Is it more showgirl or burlesque? If you're a soloist, that I mean, a one person's showgirl, you have to be a little more creative. But how did you make it a solo? Or I don't really know what to do with burlesque. I don't find myself a burlesque dancer. I know it's like a cousin of showgirl. Yeah. Um, essentially, one of my talents is I'm good at animating parties. I'm friendly. I go okay. up to people, I am entertaining and in groups. And I also can improv and I can make things up and play off the energy. And there was a live band at that event. Awesome. And I was uh, working with Julian, who was wonderful. And he's just letting me be me. 
uh, which is really great not to be micromanaged. And I think if there's some, you know, producers and directors who need that type of performer for like party animation, cultural animation alongside a show. And the second event I did, I was simply just the tallest dancer and the most, the most sophisticated training in showgirl. So I was just asked to be a feather dancer and they're like, oops, you're the principal, you know, you're the center role. And I said, well, okay, that makes sense. The other dancers being like five, two, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and I'm like, okay, yes. Um, You know, so I guess kind of life after Lido, I'm finding again, how the world perceives me, how the entertainment world is receiving uh, a dancer who's come out of that theater, like right off the bat where we're still pretty fresh and, um, you know, on form and all the, the whole what I say, technique and style of the Lido is like quite fresh. And I think it's a topic on many people's minds. Oh, what do I do with this? Do you start going to show? Do you start a class? Do you go teaching? Do you do guesting? A lot of, a lot of people are doing this and it's pretty natural. A lot of Mulan dance, a lot of, of course, even if the show didn't close, you'd end your career and do something like this. So I suppose it's natural. Yeah. So did, were people sought out because there's not that many shows or I mean, you all leave and I don't know if people are like trying to snatch up the Lido dancers to, I know there's Germany, there's some in Paris. There's a new one in Vegas, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Monsieur, I don't know if he's, what he's doing over here, but I saw he was in Vegas for a bit, but I don't know if you guys are sought out. And like you said, there's a window, like are people appreciating the showgirl now? And I also want to, that's a weird tag to also the French the Parisians, did they come out and support at the end and understand? Because I've talked to people that grew up there and then never had seen a show. Like, did it wake up the respect among the Parisians of what the Lido was and the history? I know that's not, that's, you can't well, generalize I, the whole I've population. Talked many, I've talked to many Parisians who've never seen the show and were quite upset about what was happening. Because even if they've never seen it, they were very proud of it. You know, yeah. proud of their... Um, arts and culture that's shown to the world and proud of what they've made in the history of Paris. So yeah, that that's no question. I, I don't know if it induces them to see more shows or not. Probably not. But they still that's own it as part of their culture. They feel that connection. Yeah. From from who I've talked to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As far as um, our dancers in demand and are there shows of a good quality and um, compensation for us I I would say yes and no I see a lot of dancers you know frittering away to other things including other contracts and some are just eaten up but eaten up in commercial work or in modeling or in hybrid forms because there's really nothing like the Lido and there's a lot of little production companies and one-off events as you said there's not a lot of big established shows yeah but I, I would say and I, but again, we're kind of trying to fight against this, uh, not ignorance, but a lack of education about what, why the Lido dancers were special, what, what's the appeal of tall, leggy girls altogether appearing in costumes. There's kind of like a misunderstanding of that. So are they being cast, you know, some of them are like, ooh, Lido dancers, but are they being cast and used in the same way? And is it that still mm. a successful kind of format? that people want to see those are other questions but um yeah I would say my my peers are are hopefully keeping busy if not they have families or other pursuits depends yeah on yeah I think <laughs> I saw a lot of people were doing like 30 I think is 
you know, dancing and uh, and then it's a question for the rest, you know, what, what their priorities are, what they want to do. Definitely options are out there, but nothing like the camaraderie, the company, the drama, the politics, everything yeah. that went with belonging to an institution with a name, a world world recognized name. That was special. That can't be recreated. You can't just make that in a few years, right? Yeah. Unless you start dancing with some sort of celebrity, I guess. I don't know if it was Annabelle or somebody, it was a quote basically that we, we go through this to, together, but then we grieve alone because you have that last show and then people go back home or spread out. And there's something of all this, like I saw it at that last rehearsal I saw where somebody would have a moment and cry and someone kind of put their hand out and, and then the things kept going and it was, it felt like a place to maybe feel it together, but you work, you can't really it was a dresser too. Marianne was saying how don't cry. Don't you cry? Cause we're all going to start crying. So it was like, okay, hold it together. And now you're all spread out. And I don't know, you know, when you're missing community and people that have gone through the same thing, but you, you can't go through it together because you're all sp- spread out and yeah. you check in with each other. And I know people we're, could be very through, varied. We're grieving through WhatsApp and Instagram and private messages. <laughs> don't forget. Oh, you are. Okay. You know, well, I think I get all the messages and we have a lot of communication lines open and so we we send a picture whether we're angry at something we saw or or we see something that makes us sad or we send a memory or a funny picture god knows we have all the funny pictures um so we're we're grieving online together alone (laughs) okay i had to get together at mine and with some of the girls and goodness i miss their faces i miss standing at the same eye level (laughs) and they're (laughs) so beautiful like oh gosh they're just really beautiful talented um women and I think that's just kind of magnifying when I haven't seen them in a couple weeks and I've been out with other groups of of people and artists and non-dancers and all that um so it was because you know we were at a concentration of uh, aesthetic you know we're we're chosen on training and physique and personality and all that so it's a concentration of it and so there's there that's interesting to lose that world but yeah i miss my friends i miss my peers I miss my community of like yeah. artists whether you know i was just good acquaintances with them at work or good friends with them outside i just i miss yeah i guess it's a workplace at the end of the day and it's been taken away yeah so yeah i'm grieving alone I made a little picture book to remind me I'm I like I'm kind of immortalizing a lot of memories a lot of us are doing like writing like little diaries yeah we have so many photos and videos it's incredible big thank you to um, the organizers who brought in all those videographers and photographers it's, it's uh, super and we could immortalize ourselves like you've talked to many of your um, dancers in the past they didn't have that huge access to the technology of photo and and video and sharing and I feel like we've taken pretty good advantage and use of that which is a good thing who knows what the future will bring even archival stuff so that's that's been really good so we can look back on it maybe we'll have parties viewing parties come watch the last show oh I want to watch that I'll do it when I'm in Paris maybe it's closed well Laura or something put it on yeah to watch it together well, La- I'm gonna say it right, Laura Lado Lago. That she did. She's been posting more because I feel like after the show closed, there was a lot of pictures for about a week, and then there weren't. 
And I think I, I was saying to you before how you're missing getting to be a part of this be- constant beauty, like the, the peak. Mm-hmm. I'm grieving. I'm realizing I'm grieving that I can't just go to Paris and see the Lido. Like, well, if it was in, if it, I know, like, I know that you guys are grieving that. I'm like, well, we even as an audience to Perry. <laughs> oh, it's so there's, right. there's a few older gals. I know keep getting kicked, kicked off their mar- remarks are being taken off because they comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Some of us screenshot it all those comments. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I want to remember that. Like, <laughs> it's just like, where's the glamour? So I think there is a missing, you know, that that's an assumption that we had that we can just go see it again, even if it was a brand new show. I want to say something because it just hit well, me in know, a really it, interesting way. And I think yeah. uh, Marissa said something like, it's going to take a while for them to regain my trust. And I think that was right. a diplomatic way of saying what we all. <laughs> right. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a change. Right, change rebranding yeah i don't know anyway they're, they're gonna do what they do and we'll, we'll you know onwards and upwards i guess but i have two questions i just want to comment on what you said about eye level because that just hit me in a really interesting way when you're a tall person looking down at everybody like that can that just sometimes a very intimate thing you just said bad posture like with bad posture and leaning on things so i can like <laughs> try to talk to them at like an eye level it's awkward but that's you the know, most intimate thing is eye to eye. And you and know so what, to- I meet so many women who tell me that they feel unattractive and like lesser in the dating pool because of their height. And I'm like, oh man, you got to be a showgirl, all of you. <laughs> right. Like, this is where you actually, <laughs> you get to look people in the eye and not be uh, yeah, like you trying to make yourself. Back. We wear heels, you know, I, I think we'll just continue to hang out so we can wear heels together and go out if nothing else. No, I'm just <laughs> Please take a picture. I'm a, is it, I saw that the lead. Though, yeah, and it's when you are with your people. As many people said, I'm not yeah, the we giraffe. Were people, yeah, tall people. I mean, um, together, yeah, it was it was a bonding point, and that's like it's unique. What can you say? So for you, you have so many skills, and like I think we we're saying like this, but when you don't have time to 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 even know what you want because the show keeps you so busy when you have time to rest and I, you don't have to divulge any but to figure out what do I want to do like how much how many more years do I have on the stage or I have other gifts and talents and yeah. training and to have time to actually sit in it instead of rush to the next thing like how has that been for you to really get to know who you are because it is an identity I know when a lot of us and we no longer were a dancer even though I'm teaching dance it feels different like I had to grieve that loss of identity like well I have other gifts but I don't want to let that go because that's a special one yeah so I'm grappling with the loss of a title and identity and also trying not to be lost at sea in the sea of choices and right livelihood um so yeah um very very feel honored and privileged to be part of this French system that uh, has strong workers rights and I'm allowed um to find a, f- a formation or like kind of like a continuing education, even a degree. I'm looking into some like uh, executive master's programs for like adults, you know, sort of yeah. a professional career. And you can be inserted back into academia for a, a degree because I think it's, if I'm going to continue my life in France, I need to have a diploma or certifications and education in French, France, Paris and, and French. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm very hopeful. I've primed my mind to be a student again. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing that, I'm getting my driver's license, European driver's license, which is pretty <gasps> much a French test, a French language yeah. test, vocabulary of driving and all the rules. Um, so I'm looking for, and I'm scouring LinkedIn and Indeed and looking at my network and networking and seeing what the opportunities are and um, they they call it we're in a period of reflection and hopefully that doesn't mean we stop treading water uh you know but again i um i lean on my support system my good friends and and family you know um and just have faith that one foot in front of the other i keep creating i keep doing whether it's writing or um my involvement with i'm involved with the american club i'm doing social media management you know me i'm doing many things and doing some events it's it's going to uh fall into place but yeah the question is what's the next best thing or best for me and maybe where i think i might have fell in love with dubai i was there for a hot second and i got so much exciting things going on and you know i love to travel and be international and there's great things in paris and you know who hopefully 2023 my gosh fast approaching (laughs) uh, be a a good year for the Lido dancers who are let go I see my peers doing some great things already I'm proud of them and I you know as we age and get up to the 30s 40s and 50s like how it goes you know people will be directors and put in charge and made their own businesses of influence and like we'll have a sphere of influence hopefully as like an alumni group almost just like bluebells forever and the groups you know they're they're pretty much alumni groups and i think we should draw strength from that as we already have in this kind of terrible ending time for this beautiful show yeah Uh, so yeah if there's a reunion, then it'd be interesting. You would now not be performing for us, but would be part of the family. On the other, that's so sad. But yeah, but it's like there's you're still part of that. We'll do a talent show share. We got talent. I we know. I think that would be amazing. On their G's and fishnets and sparkly shoulder pads and headdresses, and that would be a hoot. Can you imagine? I think that would be amazing. They're not that done. Even the eighty-year-old. Right that's reality that could- TV. I think that would be like, let's pitch this to Netflix. (laughs) I think, yeah, definitely Netflix needs to like support this and fund this and bring them, bring them back. So I've been told I've been transcribing the podcast into a book and it's interesting that I loved it the first time and I love listening to it, but now I'm sitting with each story. And if I was crying, I was reading about uh, Kate Vanderleet's story by her best friend. I get, I've heard this story twice and I still cry. Like I, these stories still touched me profoundly. And one of the things that just shows up in so many is the friendships, because the whole cast probably won't be best friends in 10 years, but there are these friendships of going, even just doing a show together, but you guys to do a show and leaving together that mm-hmm. bond. It makes me just so grateful because I've left other jobs and didn't really look back. Oh. I don't care about high school reunions that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't really connect, but the this family of going through what you went through, the friendships, because we're not now dependent just on living in the same city but you guys are all over the world and you've got these friends that like your friendship stories in a few years when you tell about your time at the as the last bluebells on that stage that bond is going to be pretty rich it's it's showbiz history right you can't get around it the jubilee closing any major show 
closing and the cast involved and the creators involved yeah. are going to be immortalized and you're going to talk about them. We should be talked about like you're doing and I do in my articles and other people who continue the, to talk about it and build the institutions to remember it and continue it. It's his, yeah, it's history. And that's, that's bonding moment. So yeah, that reunion, Sherry, I, I think you're, <laughs> we have it in Vegas, Paris, New York. I know we can't, we can't just depend that it's going to be Paris because some, I heard Lindsay say it would be somewhere different next year. So if we go to Vegas and there are no shows, we will make our own. So I just, as we end, I love that the, that might be interesting. Everyone wants to go to America and Vegas for a show. Yeah. I've got a couple hats. I've got some feathers, nothing matches, but we can pull all of it. So when you, when you think of your identity as a dancer, it is interesting because even those who I've interviewed in their eighties didn't think they still identified, but it's like, no, it's still in there. But I mean, you have several hats that you wear like you writer, all these things, but what is it about being a showgirl that's a different identity? Showgirls is, is fun and it's sexy. It's like instant um, sex appeal and mystique and instant controversy. You can always ruffle feathers. And because a lot of times myself and others, we didn't want to advertise that or we yeah. shouldn't or ought not to, or we had to be careful because uh, it has a certain effect. And then I learned to kind of use it for a, a shock factor or a playful factor or something exotic. And also um, it's a sign of, in certain circles, yeah, prestige and uh, um, def definitely a unique title uh, that's uh, special. Um, and what now? <laughs> What's my next title? Maybe I shouldn't be so attached to titles, but I am. Um, because they, they broaden my horizons and, uh, and um, help my esteem, really. Um, yeah. Who am I? I'm, I'm Hillary. That's great. I love it. You know, but I do, I do have um, uh, things I want to accomplish or have accomplished. And um, still, so hopefully I'll, I'll be, have a title of a driver's license in the EU. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll be a published book author one day if um, I, I continue that effort. At least published authors are already in the bank. And yeah. what's, what's next, Cher? I can't tell you, but... Um, yeah, it's not the what next, it it's what, what is. It is scary, I can say that, to be yeah. vulnerable. It, it's scary to lose an identity. And it's um, scary to kind of be out there in the world without my job job title and my purpose yeah. like a, a reassigned purpose and a reassigned like livelihood you know it, we all tried to see it coming and I think some prepare ahead of time but you really can't mm. uh you have to live you have to live the grief you have to live through the loss like what it's like to not see my girls every day yeah. what it's like not to stretch and to you know bedazzle people and be close like I was talking to a girl and you know she just met Zendaya and Janet Jackson because she's an, an crazy horse you know and she's 20 I saw those photos yeah yeah she's just starting out I'm like well how's it feel like how do you feel you know like part of one of the most notable recognized cabarets on the earth she's like no I don't feel that and I'm like I remember how that feels like you just don't know what you're in right yeah. and you try to know 
that this is special, but you just, you know, you just can't. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the same with loss, you know, we try to know what's on the other side and prepare, but um, anyway, you just have to keep sending those WhatsApp messages, you know, crying or being angry or sad. And, I love you know, that you're doing that. It feels really important to not dismiss. So this is how we have had our tagline. I don't know if it came from uh, Lindsay from the reunion, but once a bluebell, always a bluebell. Such a powerful it, tagline. And I think it's... Yeah, and I think now because we were saying it because we were the past, but you guys are, I would say, still present. But I think all of us, instead of saying, I used to be a bluebell, like, oh, I still am. I still am a bluebell. You don't lose a title by not having a contract. Well, technically, we're still employed until like November. <laughs> okay. Well, then so am I. <laughs> we're, all <But> <laughs> we're all still bluebells because even if there's no stage, I somehow, I think it might resonate with you later. Because talking to like, oh, I still am a bluebell. It's not, I'm a former bluebell. I just like, oh, I still am. Until my last breath. She said, showgirl is a quality you take with you. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad someone said that. Because it's it's very applicable to like ballet. A lot of ballerinas say I've taken it with me. But I don't think now that I am like a showgirl and like post showgirl, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I take that with me as a sense of presence and pride this is what we did in the ballet world like oof ballerinas you know they're really like prideful and that never leaves them and I'm like oh that that can be applied to yeah uh, with our careers and I I think we can start saying that too mm-hmm. how you walk into a room your presence I think My it was a your sugar like Athena's boyfriend had said something do you see how you walk in a room you have no idea that you walk in with that presence that other people don't have. It's like, oh, even though I haven't been on the stage well, I still am. It helps me walk into a room. It helps me to look people in the eye and have the confidence. It's not just once my heels and my G's are on, I actually always will and be. With all those tall people, you know, you don't have to slouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help our boss here. Well, Hillary, thank you. And I know I'm going to uh, talk to a few more people and I like that there could be a whole scope of emotions within three minutes of like your day of like, I'm happy, I'm sad and whatever. And so like, I think that to understand that all of them are so valid and that we, a lot of us just want to make sure to check in and, and know that this, uh, we, we were grieving for you. We're also rooting for you for what's next. And yeah, at the thing. next reunion, we'll be like, this are, these are the ones we were cheering on at the end. You know, count, count me. And I'm, I love this community building and, um, yeah, count me in for that. And a big shout out to everyone who's been on your podcast, on your Facebook, on your, uh, and then in re- and meeting in real life, it would just be major to meet in yeah. real life again. Can you, would you imagine that? So shout out. We felt your, um, on the last show of Lido, you know, we were standing on your shoulders and it was quite the moment because again, we, this final cast couldn't have been a final without the first yeah oh that's where we end amen i would say (laughs) punctuation mark hillary thank you so much i know we will stay in contact it doesn't have to be a show is the reason to come to paris i will just go have crepes with you oh yeah well no we should go see a show and have crepes yeah both we can do both (laughs) we can do whatever the hell we want because we're showgirls it's about week i know a bar well i used to know the owner this is all the things i'm i'm gonna lose because oh i used to know a club owner we had so many cool connections from our yeah. job which is it's hard to walk away from or kind of think oh I, i'll be passe now but whatever maybe not 
Um, but anyway, uh, we know a bar and they have a projector and you just plug in your iPhone with a video or whatever, your laptop and it projects it and it's a bar so you can have drinks. We had like a themed, uh, this is where we had a cabaret diversity party and like, and like a birthday party. And we did that. Anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun. You get and get like 15 people. It's a small place, you know, so not, not many more, but it is an idea we'll keep in our back pocket. Same with Vegas. You know, I know uh, you know people, we all know people who know people to privatize even like something in old Vegas would be a lot of fun. You know, and then you can get some people to do like talent. I mean, it would be a hoot. A lot of organization. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But then we've got people everywhere. Yeah. Um, we are in the show business. So. Yeah, we do. We still have connections. And actually, the more that we spread this out, the more people will say, hey, wait a minute. I've got a theater. Wait, I got some showgirl costumes. We can do it. Yeah. And like, oh, can you be a presenter and a talker or do a skit or do a lip sync? You know, people would, you know, a lot of people would throw down for that. and then you can sell your book and you know it'd be great (laughs) good i'm gonna get on that one that's what that's what the next my next title showgirl author podcast host gyrotonic trainer studio owner producer and when next time i do a night in paris if you happen to be over on my coast bring your feathers